Welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade. Each week, we'll serve you the top stories we're following in social media, celebrity, tech, in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show live on Instagram on Thursdays at about 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time or on all podcasts and YouTube providers on Fridays. We are your hosts this week, the Mansters, the Carolinesters. Hello. Yes. You're here. And we actually have a special guest as well flying in from Vancouver. It's Mern. Everyone. Yes, we are the Vancouver team. Um, we are here in Calgary and taking over tea for lunch because today is a very special day. What's happening tonight? Tonight is our holiday party, which is going to be so much fun. We're all very excited. It is. It is the Super Bowl of our year, I would say. Yeah, and I've never been. This is my first one. Yes, it is because I'm very new to the team. Yes, I'm the new social media lead. Started in September, and so. I'm really excited about tonight. Yeah, and she's based out of Vancouver, so it's really exciting. How many times have you been to Calgary? This will be my fourth time here, and but this is more of a more of a snowy, yeah, snowy Calgary adventure for me. Yeah, we traded rain for some snow, but we're, we're here for it. We're excited. Yeah, nice, and um, yeah, we're we're ready to go. I also have water. We usually do tea for lunch, but because it's the holiday party, I'm gonna hydrate. So that's that. Okay, it's time for The Sip, your weekly rundown of the top stories happening in social media. First up, we got TikTok is reporting that users are spending half their time watching minute-plus long clips. LinkedIn newsletters have tripled their readership, now exceeding more than 500 million total subscriptions in the app. And Meta will require AI-generated content and ads to be disclosed in anticipation of the 2024 elections. And Threads is testing a fun holiday snowfall animation. How cute. Okay, Threads, Threads is so funny. They're trying. They're really trying. Yeah, although so they're doing a better job with the actual algorithm because like sometimes I'll scroll on the actual IG platform and I'm like, okay, that's an interesting like couple lines. I'll click into it and I realize I hate it here. Other than that, <laughs> I have spent zero minutes in that app, I will say. Yeah, but A for, a for effort, they're still trying. Really interesting. LinkedIn newsletters tripled their readership. I feel like I've kind of sensed it. I spent a little bit of time on LinkedIn, but... Um, when I actually go through my algorithm, and I don't, I know less about the algorithm on LinkedIn than I do the other platforms. Same. But I feel like anytime I actually like click on something, it's a really powerful post or like something that's really good. So I feel like yeah, more eyes are, are going on there, which which makes sense. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Yeah, that's the sip. We got uh, a few fun stories for you. So the main one coming out of this week is Mark Cuban is selling the Dallas Mavericks. So news broke on Tuesday that Mark Cuban is selling majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks for $3.5 billion. The buyer is Dr. Miriam Adelson and the Adelson family, uh, owners of the Los Angeles Sands, uh, aka the world's largest casino company. Uh, Cuban will reportedly be maintaining complete control of basketball ops for the team. People have been speculating as to why he would sell the team. The move came in just about 24 hours after he announced he was stepping down for Shark Tank, where Cuban has invested in over $60 million and 200 plus businesses over the years. Super interesting. Uh, If you know, uh, if you follow Scan Club, you know that we've been really tune into the world of sports and the industry of sports. So a bit of an interesting time for Mark Cuban to sell an NBA team because there's been so much growth and potential, uh, not just in the NBA, but in sports in general. But I guess he made up his mind last week that he's going to do other things. And he timed it with stepping down from Shark Tank, which um, is a widely popular show. And he's kind of one of like the front leading faces uh, or uh, front leading sharks on the show. So he's um, stepping away from that. So a lot of speculation as to what he's doing next, but begs the question, what what do you think 
Or who do you think is going to be the next shark now that he's stepping down? Or who do you think, who would, who would you like to see on Shark Tank? I feel like I would like to see somebody a bit more current and like out in the public eye of pop culture. Somebody like a Kim Kardashian or a Kris Jenner nice. would be really cool. And I feel like bring in a whole new audience to Shark Tank because I don't really pay attention to it. It's like yeah, I, nobody on it is like really enticing to me. So I feel like a very prominent pop culture figure would be really cool to have. Anyone specific in mind? I think Kris Jenner, momager. She has she a lifetime of knowledge. So funny. She would be so funny on there. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Like, I don't even know all the other sharks on there. Like, I only yeah. know Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban. And both come from, like, the business world, uh, which is more or less to, like, what caters to the Shark Tank crowd. But it'd be so cool to someone who's um, gained their money or success through different avenues or different injuries. So for me, like, I love sports. So it'd be cool to see, like, a LeBron James or even… Can you imagine if Shaq was on that show? Yeah. Moving um, over from his DJ moment into… Shark Tank. I'd I feel like he it. just does so many side missions on the side. He's like, I'm going to be a DJ. Oh, I'm going to do Shark Tank. Oh, I was like one of the best basketball players of all time. He's just living life. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be Icon. super interesting. And then also for pitches, like it wouldn't have to be like a immediate um, great business plan. You know, like someone who doesn't really have um, the same like business background might find an actual opportunity in something that's a little bit more different. Um, so I don't know. It would be really cool if, if they brought on someone who wasn't like a traditional business person on the I show. I agree. I agree. Cool. Okay. Next up, Angelina Jolie has entered the fashion game with a bold statement. I'll probably lose money. So Atelier Jolie is a surprising move by the movie star who says she's never been to a fashion show. She opens the doors to a new store on Tuesday in New York Soho or NoHo neighborhood. She's she says, just breaking even with the store will feel like a huge victory. A focus for the brand is ethics. Nothing that they are trying to reverse engineer um, what an ethical business can look like. Noting, sorry. The brand has reportedly established a committee to guide the brand's approach to sourcing and production. The shop will sell both Atelier Jolie pieces along with other brands from the sustainable fashion space. And she also hopes to include a cafe called Eat Off Beat, that is run by refugee and immigrant chefs, along with a gallery feature. Interesting. Very. What do you think? I think it's so cool to see Angelina Jolie coming back into the public eye. I feel like for a while there, she just was, we never heard from her. We mm-hmm. never saw her. She kind of went MIA. Yeah, totally. And I feel like this is very on brand for her, in a sense. You know, I think it's cool that she's providing these opportunities for refugee and immigrant chefs. But I think this is also going to be kind of like who who is this appealing to who's going to be buying atelier jolie yeah it's interesting because if um you follow scan club uh, we just released a newsletter earlier this morning um that speaks to gen z and gen alpha and there's been a move towards more um or move away from fast fashion so with the rise of sheen and all those fast fashion brands a lot of um younger people are looking towards um, sustainable fashion. So it's interesting, but also maybe very strategic because Angelina Jolie probably saw potential in a rise in this and said, I'm going to try doing this. It's just a really interesting way to like market it because she comes in with, I'm probably going to lose money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes, but I feel like it's a really good concept. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's different, but in some ways, like doesn't feel as different. Um, it's also worth noting that she's a celebrity, so she has influence and reach. Uh, so it'll likely be successful, but um, just an interesting headline to, to introduce her new business venture. I know, but I think the future, the future is ethical, sustainable fashion. So she's on the right track. Yeah, 
yeah, there's definitely a market for it. Um, okay, and then our last story for today, Taylor Swift has made history as Time uh, Person of the Year. Swift is breaking records by becoming the first woman to appear twice on the Person of the Year cover since the franchise began in 1927. She was also named Person of the Year in 2017. One estimate from her heiress tour suggests that she could generate $4.6 billion for the U.S. economy. Yes, that is not a typo, $4.6 billion for the U.S. economy. Despite the writer's strike, she's also released a movie version of the tour, um, all this to say, though, that the award isn't without controversy. Many users are taking to social media to share that Beyonce had very similar credits to this year, only to not even receive a nomination while Swift obviously won um, the, the award. Uh, and then other finalists that were made up, that made up the award included um, King Charles III, uh, the Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, uh, and Barbie, uh, which to me is probably the most interesting one. Agreed. Barbie has taken over the world this year, I feel. Yeah. And just... It's everywhere. And probably like the bigger conversation behind it is Barbie's a brand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like even just award itself the person of the year and like they actually nominated Barbie as opposed to like Beyonce, who is a real person, um, is interesting for one. Yeah. But also calls to just like the influence that Barbie had on culture all throughout 2013. Um, but it's, it's awesome in my opinion. I feel like Barbie touched so many facets of brands and um, people and even like nostalgia, mm-hmm. youth. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see time thinking a little bit outside of the box. Agreed. And I think it's also cool because Taylor Swift has been, I think, the only woman to get two covers of the person of the year. Yeah. Which is awesome. We love to see that. Yeah. And like you, whatever side camp you're on, like she's she's had a really strong year and a powerful year. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 the story. And now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. See y'all. Bye.